Hello there. I'm Gloria Felt, and I'm glad you're here for the Take the Lead Women podcast, 014. We always have inspiring stories and powerful tools and tips to help you lead and succeed. In today's podcast, I tackle a sensitive topic that I hear about from women all the time. And believe me, no matter your age, you will experience this at one time or another. So listen up, even if you are Gen Z. Our podcast topic today is experiencing age discrimination, feeling invisible. Try these solutions. Before we dive into today's podcast, here's your power quote. My grandmother started walking five miles a day when she was 60. She's 97 now, and we don't know where the heck she is. That's Ellen DeGeneres. Somehow, age and the aging process are often the source of humor. So let's take a deeper look. My friend Dee Dee Thompson Bartlett is a very accomplished woman, former vice president of corporate affairs programs for Altria, former corporate secretary at Mobile and president of the Mobile Foundation. At a time when few women reached those heights, Dee Dee has a powerful presence, as though she could walk into a corporate boardroom anywhere and go right to the head of the table, which she has done. Yet at a recent conference we attended, she took me aside and whispered into my ear, I wish she would write about ageism, she said. She went on to reveal that when she had recently passed what she called a milestone birthday, she suddenly began to see herself as less than, invisible. I began to feel I was no longer in the game, she told me, and it flew in the face of reality. I was engaged in many pursuits. I was busy writing another book, lecturing, serving on several boards, and traveling extensively overseas. No one would have guessed what I was feeling. But like Dee Dee, many women say they feel invisible after 50, no matter how much of value they know they have to contribute. This doesn't happen only to women, but because of the value placed on youthful pulchritude for women, you can read that reproductive capacity if you want to get anthropological about it, we are more likely to be given less credence and fewer opportunities once we're past the age of 50. Women of a certain age tend to feel invisible in the workplace. They have to fight to remain relevant, to have their ideas heard, despite the fact that they've been proven to be better investors, better managers, and better entrepreneurs. That is a comment by Kijel McDonald in Market Watch. Whereas wrinkles, gray hair, and a weathered face often cause people to view men as looking more distinguished or successful, even into their ninth decade or beyond, a woman with gray hair and wrinkles is more likely to be seen as over the hill, unattractive, and to be passed over for advancement. Hence, soaring hair dye sales and all those bad jokes about women lying about their age. And remember that insulting Megan Kelly interview with Jane Fonda? where Kelly's first question to the Oscar-winning actress was about her plastic surgery. Significantly, age discrimination begins at 40 for women and 45 for men. This episode of the Take the Lead podcast is brought to you by Take the Lead's Nine Leadership Power Tools, a breakthrough leadership program that can propel you to accelerate your career, help you pivot to a new career, and generally boost your confidence in yourself in life and leadership. Find out more and let us know how we can help you with training and coaching at taketheleadwomen.com front slash leadership dash tools. Or you can email us directly at takethelead at taketheleadwomen.com and someone will get right back to you. That's takethelead at takethelead 
Get our newsletter and many free resources always at TakeTheLeadWomen.com. We hope you connect with us on social media too, on Facebook and LinkedIn at TakeTheLeadWomen, on Twitter and Instagram at TakeLeadWomen, all one word. And I'm at Gloria Felt everywhere. Hashtags we love are hashtag women leaders and hashtag take the lead women. And for this podcast, how about hashtag inclusion and hashtag diversity? The number of Americans age 65 and older is expected to double by 2060. We are, and yes, I certainly include myself, both healthier than previous generations and less likely to have adequate retirement funds to last. So there will be increasing numbers of people staying in the workforce past what used to be that magic retirement age of 65. And since women live longer than men, they will be more affected by ageism as they try to remain employed commensurate with their expertise. Plus, the cumulative lifetime effect of the pay gap is likely to result in women's lifetime earnings to be half a million to a million dollars less than men. Yes, even accounting for time out for children, that is the case. So women's financial resources will be stretched even further. As a matter of fact, adults over 65, male and female, are twice as likely to be in the workforce now than they were in 1985. Laws banning age discrimination may be in place, but laws don't necessarily change the workplace culture. Systemic solutions are needed for starters. And while, you know, we would all say it's the right and fair thing to do not to discriminate against people based on age, it turns out it's also good business. To be sure, older workers have a responsibility to remain current in their professions, but the advantage of judgment and skill honed by experience cannot be overestimated. In the end, age diversity is as important as gender or ethnic and racial diversity to improving innovation and adding to the bottom line. And older workers are making themselves both more visible and purposeful. You know, People work because they need to for financial reasons, but also because they want to feel relevant. They want to contribute to their communities or their professions, the skills that they have spent a lifetime honing. Or sometimes people pivot and refresh themselves by trying something completely new. Little did I know that in my 60s, I'd become a successful author and in my 70s, co-found Take the Lead with the very large mission of leadership gender parity by 2025. We have to do it by then so I can be alive to see it, folks. But there are many examples. Designer Vera Wang didn't design her first dress until she was 40 years old. Julia Child was 50 when she wrote her first cookbook. Laura Ingalls Wilder, writer of the Little House on the Prairie series, didn't write the series' first book, Little House in the Big Woods, until she was 65. I love this one. Frances Woofenden started water skiing at age 50 and now at age 81 has won 100 awards and she skis five days a week. Take the lead's board chair, Dr. Nancy O'Reilly had a career as a clinical psychologist and more recently has written books about women's leadership, including In This Together, How Successful Women Support Each Other. She also started the Women Connect for Good Foundation to support organizations that advance women. But her real third act of life passion is horses. 
Arabian show horses to be exact. She says, I had children and grandchildren when I started riding in my 60s. Now, O'Reilly has won multiple national championships. I actually had the pleasure recently of seeing Nancy O'Reilly's very ambitious Southern California Equestrian Center that she purchased in September of 2018. She boards other people's horses in addition to her own, but she has a really big vision of turning the property into a profitable event destination. She's become a licensed clergy member so she can officiate at weddings there. And she also wants to have programs with horses to help women become better leaders. Dee Dee Bartlett had this to say about how she overcame her invisibility concerns. As I worked through my emotions, Dee Dee said, it became clear that I was my own worst enemy. The ageism I was experiencing was, to some extent, self-inflicted. My toughest opponent was in my head. I have relearned a lesson that helped me in times past when I could not see the path forward. I needed to follow my passions, be it working on social justice issues or exploring the hidden places in the world, and I will keep charging ahead. As for me, I have a list of books to write so long that I will have to live to be 120 to finish them. I have my papers to organize, so the incredible history I have lived through is available to posterity. And I have to bring take the lead to sustainability. So I got a lot to do. My newest thing is podcasting, and here you are, listening to the Take the Lead Women podcast with Gloria Feld. So let me just say, if you haven't already subscribed, please hurry and do so today. I don't have forever, though I'd like to think so. I want to leave you with my usual practical tips. And this week, I want to share two sets, one for employers and one for individuals. Any smart company will take into account these solutions, suggested by Dave Weisbeck, Chief Strategy Officer of Visier. Review your workforce data to find any signs of potential age bias in hiring, promotions, salary levels, turnover, and performance ratings. Secondly, Keep in mind that as with ethnic and gender equity, age equity is a cultural issue. If pockets of ageism exist within your organization, you will need to devise plans to address them, not only via better human resources practice and policy rollouts, but through culture change. And thirdly, develop hiring practices that reduce the potential for intentional or unintentional bias in the screening out of older applicants. So that's for the employer. And here are my tips for individuals. And I think any smart women will use these tips. First, do something new to re-energize yourself and enhance your confidence. Whether it's learning a new language, learning to water ski, writing a cookbook, a new skill that will keep you up to date in your profession. And by the way, it's always helpful to have a recent skill certification on your resume if you are job or promotion seeking. Secondly, Volunteer for something that speaks to your passions. Helping someone else is one of the best ways to feel relevant. And number three, reframe your age in your own mind and in the way you speak to prospective employers. As a competitive advantage, you have the skills, wisdom, and experience that every organization needs. Even youth-oriented organizations need the stability of older generations and the value of cross-generational mentorship. Thanks for listening. 
to the Take the Lead Women podcast with Gloria Felt. That's me. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with other women. It's such a great way to reach out, reconnect, and build your network. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. And please take just a minute to rate and review us. By helping grow this show, you are helping women everywhere take the lead in their own lives. We love to connect with you on social media too, where you can tell us about how you're taking the lead on Facebook and LinkedIn at Take the Lead Women, on Twitter and Instagram at Take Lead Women, all one word. And I am at Gloria Felt everywhere. And join me again right here, the Take the Lead Women podcast. You will get something new to help you lead and succeed every Sunday. Till next time, power to you.